Welcome to Bad Movie Brunch. I'm Luke. I'm Katie. And I'm Taylor. Uh, Taylor. Bring us in hot. Yeah. Just, Let's just set the spirit, scene. Spirit fingers now. Wiggle them. It's 2009. She's doing it. And we have Sandra Bullock in another rom-com. She can't be tamed. She just did the proposal. So obviously she's a shoo-in for the next one. Bada bing, bada boom. Bradley Cooper just did The Hangover. Let's get that guy. He's lovable. He's he's your he's your little jaded man who you know you want to see with lovable Sandra Bullock. The has she won her Oscar for Blind Side yet at this point? No, I don't think so. Okay, I'm just curious. I don't I don't think so. I don't know. But um, so she they're like obviously it's replace Hugh Grant with Bradley Cooper and you get all about Steve. The proposal is Hugh Grant? No, but it's like that. <laughs> Those Sandra Bullock is the bubbly, uh, doe-eyed rom-com. Did she do a movie with Hugh Grant? Yes. What? Two weeks notice. I don't know. It. I'm legit asking. Oh my God. Help me out. Oh my Blew God. me in. I decided that I am a rom-com encyclopedia. It's a good thing to be. It's on Netflix. Um, she, is it, is it two weeks notice? Yeah. She's like his assistant and he's all, he's a businessman and she's, you know, heating up Chinese in her apartment and like, uh, a free spirit. And she's, um, an environmentalist who's trying to save, um, the community and his building wants to destroy he his company wants to destroy he's, he's capitalism baby and she's like no you shouldn't do that and so obviously she goes to him and is like i'm gonna convince you and then obviously they fall in love obviously obviously is there is there any like what other actors or actresses can you think of off the top of your hand that have crossed as many uh genres as sandra as a lead you know what i mean mm-hmm. like she's done it all i'm like my mind goes to Miss Congeniality to Speed to Bird Box to fucking Blindside to uh, what's the one I'm 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 picturing it oh what is it it's weird her new movie with Channing Tatum what's the one that's 28 <laughs> days where she's like there's another one where she's like an addict like there's you know, like the she, Lake House she, with she Keanu Reeves hey there you go now Ooh, you're talking yeah did we, we covered that, that one yes we yeah, did so. I just don't know if I ever, like, had that revelation to myself on that episode. But right now I'm like, man, she really, like, she kind of is, like, the Nick Cage the quote. Like, she's yeah. kind of, like, she's kind of, like, she's got the Oscar. She she does what she wants. Like, I, I think Nick Cage is an okay comparison. Maybe not as, maybe not she's, quite so publicly charismatic. He is the action movie star to her rom-com star. Because okay. she is the bread and butter of a rom-com sure. genre. She is the ideal candidate. She, And you can tell why in this movie, it's absolutely absurd. The plot couldn't be wilder. It couldn't be wilder, you know? And so... It's pretty wild. Uh, and she has to play... Seems like a fake movie, maybe. It 100% is. Um, but I'll just set the scene. It's 2009. Set the scene. I'm watching. I'm, like, trying to go see a movie so I can go on a date with a boy. Hot. Can't tell my dad. And so my friends and I were like, we're going to go see All About Steve. I bring my friends Kelly and Marissa with me. And they go come with us. And then my uh, date gets dropped off by his mother. Hot. And uh, we go watch the movie. And my friends are, like, six rows back. And my dad had no idea until a week later when I got caught and got in trouble. But this is the movie that I saw. How'd you get caught a week later? Wow. 
Um, I think my friends gave it away on accident. Like, but how was your friends interacting with your dad a week later to be like, by the way, last week Taylor was at a movie No, with we boy. just were like talking about it. And I think my dad probably saw the boy when he picked us up. You guys were just like crackling up. up, just yeah. cackling. Well, I can't keep a secret. You, you know can. that. That's true. I think it's, it makes me laugh. And I, I don't want to lie. Your first date with a boy was all about Steve? Yes, it was. First date ever that with a boy? That is so incredible. Um, no, like with this boy. With this boy. Oh, got it. Yeah. You had so, another first date with, that was Suicide Squad, correct? Yes. You you kill second it with date. first date. Second date. Second that was date. second date. I was about to say, like, and he had dyed his hair purple. Your Rotten Tomato like uh, first date meter. Um, one time I I, I Rotten went Valentine's Day. I went to go see. <laughs> Katie likes. Oh, what's the movie with Zac Efron? It was also a rom com that was Seventeen again. Oh no, <laughs> uh, neither of those. Um, Neighbors. No. I love wait, wait. Again. It might have been Katie. What did you say? Seventeen again? No, 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 no. It was like one where he's like a, a a jerk, and there's like it's not a good movie, and the men are not good at it. And I was just like, oh, what a fun time! The one with Michael B. Jordan. You're describing a lot Teller. of movies. Yes. Oh, that, that movie. That oh, that, that one. That so awkward so. moment. Yes. Yeah. I did not. Sorry, like I think it. I peeked a, in the mic. It's a so-so. Oh, you're fine. It's a so-so flick. I'm peeking, but uh, what's so wrong with it? Actually, it's pretty bad. Yeah. I remember watching it, being like, "Man, eh, this kind of sucks." Yeah. So but anyhow. I also kind of like it. What's so wrong with the movie? I don't, I don't remember, but exactly. I remember hating it. Exactly. Well, I guess we'll have remember. to watch it next week. Oh, I'm okay. Oh well, you 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 want to prove know a if point. I need to. Well, if you you like it so much, why don't we? Watch I didn't. It? I said it's bad. But I also like to say that this will be really exciting. Come after coming after barbed wire. I think that I'm clearly on a path of exploring um, J Lo and Sandra Bullock's old movies while they continue to play similar characters that they have been for twenty years. Because yeah. obviously Sandra Bullock is still dominating the rom com scene and J Lo. Is we get I marry mean, me. I watched J Lo and 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 Pam Anderson kill fuckers though. Like the, yeah. the, the, <laughs> they do not do anything really that positive or empowering for for Sandra's character in this movie. Don't you think? No, but I'm like, I, ooh, she's kind of a joke. Like, I just think that lot. they both have the same. She's crushing it. She's hilarious. I just want to say that it's like. They're still playing. I'm going to take Pamela Anderson out, but I'm going to put J-Lo, Made in Manhattan, and just did Marry Me. Marry Me. Sandra Bullock did Miss Congeniality, did this movie, All About Steve, and now is doing that Channing Tatum movie with, that's like clearly a rom-com. Oh, I didn't know they were doing one. Yeah, it's the movie where she's a writer, and like she writes this movie that's or this book that's supposed to be very serious, and then whoever rewrote the movie in Brazil, which is Daniel Radcliffe, Made it this like hot, steamy. Um, uh, this sex is the plot of the movie. Book. Yeah. Oh, it sounds awesome. And then, and then somehow she gets captured, and like it's real weird. Okay. But it's it's they clearly there's. What's the, do you know the title? Because like they've earned a viewer. And um, me. Let me look it up. <laughs> Give me one second. Maybe it's maybe it's a good time for like since people might have we forgotten are... Katie's on the show. <laughs> Like, uh, if we let her maybe, like, sum up this movie. First of all, Katie, did you go deep with this movie? I'd never heard of it. I literally didn't know it was real. I had to, like, look everywhere and finally <laughs> rent it on Apple TV. I I remember when this movie came out in 2009 because it was, like, the talk of the town. Was it because, really? Because um, every once in a while, a movie comes out that is so universally panned wow. that it, it becomes a joke, like, the minute it drops. And Morbius, this was one of those rare occasions. Yeah, like like Morbius. Uh, and um, so I, 
I knew about this movie from the distance, but I, I at the time I wasn't quite ready to engage with lesser loved flicks the way that we do now. So I was like, okay, I'll skip that one. Uh, but I remember it. I I remember uh, because it she received the Razzie the mm-hmm. day before she received her Oscar for The Blind Side. Okay, <gasps> there it is. Shut up. There it oh, is. Oh, thank God, Katie went on a deep dive. Oh, thank God. Uh-huh. I'm like, I'm like, that is right around the time. High school football player Luke in 09 was like, is that around the blind side? Uh, that mm-hmm. movie, dude, that movie does and, not age very well oh, yeah. at all. I liked it as a high school football player who's 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 never experienced adversity. But um, <laughs> but as a grown up in the world where and I'm like, ooh, she got the white savior Oscar. But that's okay. The- she crushes the crushes the role. She accepted her her Razzie award, and there's a clip of it online. And she went to the Razzies in person, not unlike uh, Halle Berry. And but she brought like a um, like a little cart of All About Steve DVDs and uh, handed them out to the audience because uh, she was talking about like I feel like you guys didn't actually watch the film or understand what I was trying to do. She also brought the script and had this bit about, like, I can say the lines as they're written, and then you can tell me what I should have done differently in my performance. Oh, I love this. Oh, I and, love uh, this. It's spicy. It's it's Sandy Spice. And, oh, um, she's cool. We're living for it. Uh, it's, it's, it's pretty funny. It's a killer clip. You can find it pretty easily online. But um, I have fascination that she... She also produced this movie. So it makes sense to me that she no. really stood by it. Yeah, I found this fascinating AV Club article about this film where she basically, or Hayden Thomas Church, who plays a character in this film, uh, a news anchor, or not a news anchor yet, but like a, a reporter. He um Aspiring. He spoke about how Sandra Bullock wanted to do Wedding Crashers. She wanted to do one of the the man movies of this era, but featuring a woman. And um, interesting quote, because it, it does not feel like one of those at all. It feels like a real hit and a miss. But that was what she was intending, was basically to do something like Wedding Crashers. Do you know what it comes off as? It comes off uh, as like... Oh, go ahead. So, so okay. This, is, this film reminds me of three different films. And we'll, we'll get into the nitty gritty of everything um, in a little bit. But this reminds me of... Um, Negatively, it reminds me of um, Licorice Pizza. because it is an, <laughs> That's fucking funny. Because it's an hour and a half of a woman just humiliating herself. And it's it's just Careful, nobody Katie. is redeemable. Film, film nobody is likable. And it, <laughs> it just. I'm, I'm being sarcastic. And I it, it that's one of the things that reminded me about. It also reminded me that this concept of a woman chasing a man who does not want her. Here we go. I have seen this twice before done differently. I've seen it in Hello, My Name is Doris and Oh, Lucy. And both of those films are about loneliness. Uh, they they The core of that movie, the heart of the movie, is that this quirky woman who hasn't found someone, or in the case of uh, Oh, Lucy... Somebody who is living in the drudgery of being an office lady in Tokyo, like their loneliness is the entry point into the film. And therefore, you sympathize with the character. The character is somebody that you can relate to more readily. Whereas with um, Sandra Bullock's character, Mary Magdalene Horowitz, the entry point is more to make fun of her quirkiness. 
Her quirkiness is meant to be in some ways endearing, but also we're supposed to be annoyed. The The movie kind of tries to play it both ways and can never really stick to what we're supposed to be feeling. But most of the time it feels very mean to her. And it's unclear to me while watching this film if she is supposed to be just quirky or if she is supposed to be on the spectrum yeah. or if... It, it and especially because there this movie's very mean with um people with disabilities there is a three-legged baby in it which is played for laughs of whether or not that child should have their limb amputated which for a lot of parents must be a very painful thing to deal with and i get that it, it's it's ridiculous but i mean i'm sure that that has happened like what do you do with your child do you accept your child the way that they were born do you try to give them a normal life like that's actually kind of a deep moral quandary <laughs> that we're just laughing about <laughs> because like you're saying this and i'm just picturing the three-legged doll baby <laughs> yeah the three-legged doll baby and i get it i mean maybe i'm too sensitive but then you're not you're correct no, I, I, you shouldn't like the, that the hearing impaired children falling into a mine shaft like what do you guys do why did they have to be deaf i don't what, understand what does that have to you can hear deaf. a mine shaft like, you know, like, yeah, like. It feels like what they did was Angry Man came out before this, right? Oh yeah, by like a good yeah. five years. The absurdities of the the experiences that were happening in Anchor Man, I feel like they were like, well, we could do that, and it's like, yeah, but no, 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 but you actually took like things that are. It's one humor. It's like, dude, you're punching down. You're yeah. not punching up. It reminds me of uh, two movies that do it better, and they're not necessarily... One, I think, is kind of critically okay, but the other one is not. Uh, it reminds me of the Fairley Brothers, Heartbreak Kid, and There's Something About Mary. Um, mm. The difference is there's something about Mary's fucking funny. There's a, so many bad things in it, and it's problematic, and I, I'm not going to sit here and like die on that hill, but there is a lot of things that um, are pretty fucking good comedy writing in it heartbreak kid is especially what it reminds me of and that's a mean movie <laughs> but you have this you have this guy who's trying to ditch this quote-unquote dim-witted girl you know what i mean who's like like vying for his affection the reverse is true and there's something about mary because it's ben stiller who's a lonely one chasing after Cameron Diaz and Heartbreak Kid, it's Ben Stiller being chased by, um, mm, help me out. We've talked about Malin Ackerman. Thank you. Malin Ackerman. Um, and, and the other difference is Malin Ackerman's very fucking funny in the Heartbreak Kid, even though the humor is punching down. Like she, I'm not, it's nothing against Sandy, but like, and I know you hate that movie, Katie. I'm not going to also die on that hill either. It's a rough one. Um, but those are what they reminded me of. I, um, remember thinking this movie was absurd but liking it so but now re-watching it i what i think these movies kind of like why it just doesn't hit and why i can also see sandra bullock being like i think you guys didn't understand what i was trying to do is like that woman maybe you're sitting next to you oh i'm gonna just i'm gonna die on i'm gonna go with sandra on this one Fabulous. I think that she committed. <laughs> Fabulous. I think there is. She, she, I, I think I've got a theme, and it's like actors who commit. Yeah, you loved Val Kilmer in The Doors. Yes. I loved, <laughs> I did. And I loved the, the, the villain in Karate Kid 3. 
I loved him. And I think that Sandra Bullock is at least a, a living in an absurd land that she's trying um, to get us to like her, but it's not a likable character. And it's like, um, I think that the question, uh, and I don't think the writer itself, um, I'm going to put that on them because it's like, I don't think the fact that the first thing I look up when I see all about Steve, the first question is, is Mary, is there something wrong with Mary? Is there something that, you know, and it's like, oh, if that's your first thought going out of it and all these people hate her and are think she like is crazy and that's what you're gaining, it does seem like a movie that's like, people who are different and and especially if people if you think that the movie's trying to say something about someone who might be on the spectrum well why does it play when it's Zach Galifianakis what's the difference I'm legit it's just a food for thought I'm not saying one way or the other but like doesn't he do like a thing that's like oh or, or Billy Madison like oh these characters are like so like offbeat it's like funny you know what I mean is that what she's trying to accomplish and not hitting it I think but the differences in those movies you love each person while they are lonesome or they're a little quirky. They are loved by the audience. And even though the guys in like, let's say in The Hangover, they're like, oh, this guy is like a little off. They still love, like you still love him in the movie. And they also begin to love him. And he's the person who's right. In this movie, well, you, spend, them. you spend a whole entire... T- <laughs> Jesus. Hey, man, and you don't remember I, The Hangover. I guess I don't. It's I guess right. I don't. That's a rough um, movie, too. Anywho, but I think that it's like... Uh, and who else did you reference? Oh, Adam Sandler. You're watching him succeed. The whole point is you want him to succeed. In this movie, you're just yeah. kind of like, hey, lady, he doesn't like you. Get over it. Also, and- you were going to bang him really fast. Yeah. Is that okay? Yes, why not? <laughs> why I, shouldn't she? It's not not, but it's like, and he's into it, so it's all cool. But like, you know. This Sexual movie, freedom, baby. I'm into it. But it doesn't seem like you are. To, to briefly summarize. right there summarize. in the truck in front of her parents' house. It's weird. Go to a different parking lot. <laughs> that's my, maybe that's my thing. You didn't fuck in, in your childhood home? What? Mm-hmm. You didn't fuck outside of your parents' house? I don't want to talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead. You can mark it. We can cut that. Be, a, be after dark over here. I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> okay, Katie. Uh, do you want to give a quick a summary? We're like fucking uh, like an hour and a half in. <laughs> I will do my best. So All About Steve follows uh, Mary Horowitz, who is a uh, crossword puzzle, who's a creator of crossword puzzles for the local paper. And she is currently living at her parents' house while her apartment is being fumigated. I, after watching this film, have no idea if that's true or not. Or if that's something that she and her parents say to cover up the fact that she's living at home. Uh, it, I never understood wh- if that was true or not. Um, but that's the story that they give. And she ends up going on a blind date with uh, a very uh, frosted-tipped Bradley Cooper. <laughs> And very winning they, smile. <laughs> they don't get it very far into the. She. It, it's interesting because at the at during when she goes when she goes into work and she's very obsessed with her work. She she has a lot of pride in creating crossword puzzles. 
Uh, she overhears a woman talking about, like, if you want to get laid, you should wear, like, a short skirt and sexy panties. And the moment she sees Bradley Cooper, she immediately changes into something a bit more outlandish. And she wears short skirts for the rest of the movie and presumably exciting panties, if the logic <laughs> translates. Who is to say? I I choose to believe that she commits hard. Because, like, everything yeah, yeah. else about her character is just balls to the wall. So she meets Bradley Cooper, and it's not too, like, they don't get very far on the date before she decides, like, I'm going to hook up with this guy. And so, as you guys were saying, she hooks up with him right outside of her parents' place, or they attempt to. And, yeah! Um, she cannot stop talking. And eventually, she kind of, at first, Bradley Cooper's into it. It's like, okay, cool, this is kind of fun and sexy. But then he gets, like, a little weirded out and lies that he has a work emergency. He's a cameraman for, um, for a news network. And he flees, essentially. It's it's oh, yeah. a it's a very quick date. Um, but she believes, because she overhears him say, like, it would be great if you could come with me. And she doesn't have the social skills to understand that he's blowing her off. Like, she thinks that he really feels like he wants her to come with him. And so she creates a crossword all about Steve, title of the movie, and gets fired from her job, which is ridiculous because do editors not exist? Like, did <laughs> nobody working on this paper? Like, that's, she has so many crossword puzzles. Like, we saw at the beginning of the film, like, she was bringing dozens of them. She had one for every day of the week. Like, just right. run a different crossword. But because of her unprofessionalism in turning in a crossword all about Steve, that gives her the opportunity now to follow Steve from place to place around the country. And so she starts following him and hoping to be with him and it's it's kind of a road trip movie where she sees kind of the quirky things that he covers one of which being a three-legged baby and at hmm. the the three-legged baby she finds some protesters who are very uh pro keeping the baby's third leg and she meets what you would think would be her love interest in this guy who creates apple sculptures interesting choice and uh another woman who's just fun we never really learn anything about her and uh but they're very sweet and they follow her or, or they they give her a ride so she can continue forth and um the there's so bradley cooper works with thomas hayden church who is a news anchor and he basically perpetuates the delusion that mary has that steve is actually into her so this isn't coming from nothing. She's actually being goaded into believing this falsehood by someone else. So that kind of motivates her search. And the at the climax of the film, a, uh, a group of deaf children fall in like a mine and uh, she accidentally falls into the mine as well. And she has to, she figures out how to rescue herself, a child that the rescuers failed to rescue. And Thomas Hayden Church, feeling bad for humiliating her, falls into the mine without so much a plan. But uh, Mary, in all of her genius, figures out how to get themselves out of there, but allows him to take the credit. And at the end, Steve basically apologizes for leading her on. And Mary has a statement like she didn't really need him to begin with. And she's more fine with being herself. And so I think what this movie was trying to go with is that you don't need a partner to complete you, which is a feminist thought, but the execution of it is bonkers. And if the genders were reversed and Sandy B was a man following around a camera woman from place to place, I feel like this movie would have had a, a bit of a different flavor. 
<laughs> yeah, probably. Also, like, and, and another might comp- feel like enough. Be you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. maybe. Sorry, mm-hmm. I cut you off. Oh, that's right. Go ahead. Oh, it reminds me like the cable guy a little bit too. Like it's like mm. total like stalker flick. Played for laughs. Yeah, I think um, what's I also think like the whole moral of it is like it's like we should allow people to be more unique. Is like what it feels like, and it makes me wonder because I feel like things living in LA maybe is giving me a different perspective. But like I feel the more I experience here, I'm like. Dude, I corky red shoes. Everybody should wear corky red well, shoes. Well, I was about to say like I think I think it's like people have a really hard time characterizing unique people like in TV and film like without like they're like oh this will this will do the trick you know what I mean like and, and and it makes everybody come off as though like fifty year old dudes are writing it. Oh, it's just like what are you what world are you living in and, and like also. Sandra Bullock can be a, a very believable, um, outlandish character, but it's like sure. you're not going to convince me that she's also like not likable. She's also gorgeous, and you're like, it's like, I I just don't understand. But I mostly don't understand is like everything that she's wearing, everything that she's doing, isn't that wild? You know? I had two pair of those boots in high school, by the way. I had a white pair and a green pair. And so the whole movie, when that those shoes didn't get scuffed, and I know that's just movie magic, but I was like, I know how much those shoes cost. Like, those would be torn to shit. It's like, hey, put her in a put her in a pair of boots. This, this girl's fucking crazy. She's wild. She wears red boots. And my other thing is, uh, don't forget, also, she was in a tornado. That tornado yeah. part's really weird. It was very, very That's what I'm weird. saying is, like, look, when you summarize it, the beats make total sense. But the actual, like, things happening to connect those dots in the movie is, like, just, like, frustratingly, like, menial. <laughs> yes. And the reason why that also, like, another subplot is the fact that the guy who's playing the – you've mentioned his name, like, several times. The Anchorman. The A Thomas Clark. Hayden – Church? Yes. Call him this. Call him. Call the him. Sandman yeah. Call him the from, Sandman, babe. From, from Spider-Man two or three. Three and also Far From Home. Yes. Or No Way Home. Yes. Anywho, he is like she's gonna get me to be an anchor because she's the things that she says is so profound. He's a funny dude. And it's like, oh, he's just using you for personal gains, but also like it's just so. And then he also throws. He throws another beat. He throws the popcorn thing that says, come join me here. And she happens to find it in the, um, she happens to find it in the tornado mess of it all. You know what they should have done? They, they have their, they had their secret weapon sitting right in front of them. If they would have just let Ken Jong improv like like and go and riff in all those scenes and just let his character cut loose like in Community and like everything else he ever gets to do, like I think I think the movie gets like goes up thirty percent. You know what I mean? Like I'm not saying like because Brad like you know th- those are really talented actors and so is Ken Jong, but Ken Jong is fucking hilarious. So um, like I, I I would love to see like if there's takes where they let him just run because he's funny dude. I'm gonna say with the plot we just described, and then the other thing I was gonna describe this movie as, it could have been it. Should have been Kim Jong. It should have been Kim Jong instead of Bradley Cooper. Yeah. Cooper. 
Cooper. I think that this movie could benefit from some Amy Sherman Palladino writing because mm. they clearly are trying to fill every bit of it with some sort of quip. There's like so many references to books, to movies, to anything, and someone and and theater. And you know who does that well? Amy Sherman Palladino. And if you don't, go back and watch Gilmore Girls and you will watch in every episode there is a reference to 8 million things. And there's a reason why she was writing, what, 92 pages for a 42-minute... Uh, Better talk quick. Yep. But he also, like, quips that land. And there were so many things that didn't land. And I also, it's like, this movie doesn't benefit from... And I think it's also we're on the cusp of, like, leaving the comedy behind that is making fun of people like unfortunately it's unfortunate that it she doesn't get to have that like you know after years of watching these men do this movie and that's why she did that movie like that's why she's doing this movie she wanted to be in wedding crashers but it's also like she's not crashing a wedding like she's not doing anything that's like so wedding crashers is such a weird comp to me like what do you mean you're trying to be like wedding crashers if like if, like, it was her and then another, like, like, like you know, if they're a duo, like, going on this, like, sort of road trippy movie and you get and you cast somebody else really strong next to her, the way Vince Vaughn and Owen Wilson are super strong next to each other, yeah. may, maybe that maybe that does the trick. And, like, but I don't know. Like, I don't see how that plot translates to this one. I also think that anything that where it's, like, your character is blindly following somebody, but it's, like, to play that she's dumb she's socially inept it's like you lose what like why would anybody want to watch that why would anybody want to watch your main character be made fun of for so long an hour 48 of like sandy looking like silly as shit looking like corky romano yeah and she has no real friends it's like i want to watch i want to watch night at the roxbury and those guys look stupid the whole time but they love each other also like superstar like mary Catherine gallagher is weird as fuck that's quirk Molly Shannon on film <laughs> is, uh, but that movie is, you know, very, very silly. This movie is set yeah. in the real world-ish. I, and I think you guys hit on something very poignant in that, like, when we were going through the age of bromance movies, they were the bromance era. Like, you had somebody to play off of. It was about, we, that whole era was about men kind of accepting affection for each other for, after not being able to do so. And I feel like if she, and those some of those movies are mean, but they also have heart. And what this movie is missing, I feel, is heart. Um, clearly, she's loved by her parents. That's very sweet. The fact that they accept her for who she is, except for the boots. Um, but I, I really do think that this movie really would have benefited by her playing off of another similarly quirky actress. Or yes. uh, maybe a woman who is not quirky but loves her character for who she is and is maybe like her wing woman. And I think that kind of lack of female support system is one of the reasons why this movie feels so deeply sad. And it, it's a lonely movie that doesn't know that it's a lonely movie. Yes. I agree. And it's just so weird. And and uh, I... I want to say I looked up the writer um, and the first thing that came up is the journalist who is portrayed by Tina Fey uh, in Whiskey Foxtrot Tango. Whiskey Tango Foxtrot. I, that yeah. one. And I was like, My sister this. love that movie. Well, all I could think of is this journalist wrote this movie 
Turns out it's not the same person. The other movie that this person wrote (laughs) is Licensed to Wed with Robin Williams. Hey, I remember those trailers like crazy. I saw that movie. Oh, boy. I think it was pretty absurd, wasn't it? I mean, yeah, if I recall, sure, sure, sure seemed it, like it. It reminded me a lot of anger management in the sense of like somebody is putting you through the ringer so that you can have a revelation about yourself. Yeah, it's it's like in yeah. that kind of subgenre. But I think that this movie uh, it doesn't benefit, and everybody like nobody's lovable. Even yeah. like you don't care about the guy who wants to be an anchor. Everybody's bullying. Like everyone's being mean to him. I love Kim Jong. Yeah, he's he's great. Great he's and nice. To do his job, you know? Yeah, and he's the one who gets the like. Hey, you guys are being mean. He gets the serious moment of being like Bradley Cooper. You guys are meanie boombinis. Me- and he does say that. He does word for word. <laughs> I mean, I don't know why I didn't write the dialogue. Um, but then, and Bradley Cooper, nobody likes him because it's like, oh, you're mean too. And then he also like filmed a woman's boobs during a news segment. That's like the first thing. Like when we see him at his job, like he's not any more professional than Mary is at her job. He like leered at. What are we? How are we supposed to feel about Steve? That's what I'm confused about. Because if we're supposed to be sympathetic to Steve's plight of being stalked. Like, I feel like he should be somewhat more likable and not be such a cad. Or if he's supposed to be such a cad, like, then we shouldn't be so nervous about the stalking. Like, like it, it, this movie fails to pick a lame. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's a great way of putting it. But I'm not going to sit here and not say that Sandra Bullock is giving a performance. Oh, sure. Totally. Totally. <laughs> I just like, want to she be clear She's not phoning it in. Like, I, I don't mm-hmm. think she's, like, I don't think she's not working hard. That's uh, for sure. Yeah, I think that I'm. I think it's like it's a testament, and and I just think about this movie tanking and the fact that she is now in the Lost City. That's what it's called, and I was wrong. Her, that movie's pretty big. Okay. Oh yeah, it's it, it's about how she's came out. she's touring her movie in this random. She's kidnapped by a billionaire Daniel Radcliffe. Uh, and Channing Tatum comes to save her, who is a model. I did not know that was the plot. That's so funny. And I'm like, that movie sounds just as absurd as all about that's Steve. Gu- that's going to get everybody back in the theater. Yeah, that's what it is. And I just am like, rom-coms, she's the queen. And you have to give her this credit of like, that's not easy to make believable. And, you know, it, I think sometimes... While I am a big fan of serious movies and family dramas, sometimes people don't get enough credit for having to act absurdly and having people take you seriously. And that's where I want to say thank you, Sandra. Thank you for many years of my childhood being uh, in rom-coms and being just delightful. That's nice. So that's nice I'm say. sorry that this movie didn't do it for you. Eh, I mean, but we, you also won an Oscar the same year. We so paid four dollars like, to rent it. We 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 did our due diligence. Yeah, like mm-hmm. I might even have it as a DVD. She might have it. I might have it. I don't know. Check the shelf. Uh, I gotta go back <laughs> home. <laughs> I uh, go ahead, Katie. It's fascinating though. Like this movie is such a time capsule, and I I feel like it was just on the cusp of when we were changing comedy, as you said. So it. I think that if it had maybe come out in, like, 2002, it would have done better. But because it came out in 2009 and we were kind of, like, over that kind of humor, I I feel like that is one of the reasons why it wasn't received quite so well. 
Sure. Well, in 2002, I think that actor who plays, who's in, uh, her, like, friend in the movie, who is that? He's, like, a prime 2000 actor. Um, uh, let me look it up. Hold on. All about Steve. Uh, a pause, listeners, as I look up. Uh, feel very interesting. Um, you know, what we're dying to hear is the name of DJ Qualls. DJ Qualls, who was in, he's in The New Guy. He's in Road Trip. And it's, that movie came, oh, Road Trip. Oh, New oh, Guy I came out in Road 2002. Trip. Yeah. And Road Trip came in 2000. So if this movie came out 2004, he would have been still hot. Like, even 2009 is getting to a point I where I'd say, like, like Hustlin', he's also in Hustlin' Flow, which got love. Um, he is? Yeah. 2005. Yeah, that got love. And then he's, uh... I remember him being in I'm Reed Fish, your beloved movie I made oh, you watch. I um, like that movie. No, she sure didn't. <laughs> Here's the thing. Some rom-coms go the wrong direction. Um, it's a vast, vast pot. Rom-drum. Rom-drum. I like the rom-drum. And that one doesn't hit the mark. No, nah, I mean, hey, man. It's, yeah, I'm not going to. Yeah. It's not about that. It's not about that. And neither does this. <laughs> I, I can't give it my stamp of approval. Despite. I will say, though, um... Oh, I'm so sorry. I cut you off. No, that's it. I had nothing to finish. I, you know, sometimes I just stop. Sometimes she just starts. It's like very Michael Scott. <laughs> I, I watched this largely by myself, and every 20 minutes I would get up and I would go to where Erica was working and I would explain to her what was happening in the movie because, like, I could not believe it. And she had seen it before, um, but she had forgotten until I started explaining everything that was happening. So... It it wasn't boring. Like I I certainly was captivated by its bizarreness. Um, yeah. But I just wish it was nicer. <laughs> yeah, I think that it's like one. I love that it got a, this script got approved. Like mm-hmm. I love that the absurdity of it all. Um, I don't love. It's just like there are so many crazier news stories that you also could have chosen. And I I think. If I'm going to do a reach for the uh, one choice, the reason why I feel like they chose uh, and like the deaf children is that when she gets stuck down there, she can't do what she does to everybody else. And it's like just talk at them. And so um, I feel like it's it's trying to say something about all the words that she's always talking feel like it's like a, a real big reach though and it's also like you, you didn't need to do that nah, well, i don't you, you, don't you don't justify it she can read her lips though because uh sandra bullock doesn't sign normal the girl reads the lips presumably and that's um, why she asks why do you want to be normal so there is some communication happening it, it's interesting i hadn't considered that that's why they had a, a deaf companion with her but um I do think that, yeah, they they were able to understand each other a bit. Also, I'm um, weirded out by the fact that that child never got a name. They said unidentified deaf child, but they that was clearly a class. And yes. so there had to have been a list of children's names. And that parent, ha- those parents had to be looking for that child. So the fact that they just didn't give her a name seems just wild. Just well, wild. They're like, it's really, guys, it's just about Mary, this woman who accidentally fell in. And they're like, wait, 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 but so did the kids. 
Mm-hmm. And they're like, nah, but what about Mary? We've been talking about her. You ha- you actually, news, don't really you know her. It. Also, the moment that they show Mary falling down, there's like a moment where there's like showing on the news the way that Mary could have fell down the well and how she could have hurt herself. Yeah. It's like, why are you doing that? Why are you making it? They're like, we don't want to presume that she could be dead, but she could be. But it's like, but you just rescued the same uh, kids from there and they were all fine. But Mary, she's for sure. Let's show her falling to her death, probably breaking all of her bones. This, bones. this movie also really wanted me to laugh when all those kids fell down the mine and like, oh, just did not land at all. I knew something was coming and as soon as it hit, I was like, man, man. Again, it's just like, no, you could have picked anything. I'm more respectable of them getting in the car after they've been in a tornado and making it to their next destination than that was three-legged baby and the three-legged baby and the kids falling down the well. They're there just was not also... funny. That's why Anchorman is so much. It's like the falling into the um, with the gorillas. Mm-hmm. Okay, good like, call. Now compare, look how well you know Anchorman. It, this is this is it. This is crazy. Now that couldn't pass because oh sorry I just spit on Luke um but now they couldn't pass because of Harambe like you know yeah R.I.P. yeah so like now it wouldn't but there was something that it's like okay that's absurd but it's also not cruel I think Anchorman was bears oh sorry Taylor what in the world look how well you don't know Anchorman (laughs) (laughs) sorry I didn't mean I didn't mean Katie, that. we're going to have to have a talk after this because you just <laughs> hurt my feelings. No. You uh, blew it. I'm was... an idiot, everyone. But you know what I mean? It's like it's yeah. bears. It's not. And, and like everything everything that they were covering, also just absurd. But it's like anchormen wanting to be mad at other anchormen and like wanting to fight each other is it, it's, it meets on the same playing field. Does that make sense? Am I making sense at all? It's just oh, like yeah. the jokes are not, so you're not, <laughs> I hate you. Whereas I'm like, they, I just think that they, any, some stories in life are so crazy when you hear them on the news. And that is true. It doesn't seem believable. But these ones are like, feels like they're also making fun of people. They are, yeah. I would absolutely agree. And, you know, maybe it's like, it's hard because like some people were still doing it effectively. Like the office is kind of mean a lot but there is so much heart there that and really really strong humor uh so it kind of works together like a fun little cocktail yeah maybe Um, ricky gervais should have made this ricky gervais probably could make this it would be a different flick for sure yeah honestly Derek on netflix would be anywho i would say this movie punches down and uh nobody needs to watch it (sighs) (laughs) <laughs> we just, Taylor, we just told you everything you needed to know about it. Mm-hmm. Don't watch it. Why though. would you watch it? I think I think you just sold people on it because <laughs> of how like how uh, how strongly you feel. <laughs> like I might watch it again now through the lens. I guess I'd watch this over barbed wire. Yeah, I guess it's pro. Wow, well, mm. I don't you know. Wouldn't. You horny yeah. bastard. I don't know. <laughs> Um, and that's that on All About Steve. I just think that Sandra's got, watch two weeks notice instead and you'll see that. Or Miss Congeniality. Mm -hmm. Classics. Classics. With that being said, I've been Luke. I've been Katie. And I'm Taylor. The end. (laughs) 